Welcome to the ICS Beyond Cancer podcast. This podcast is raw cancer and nutrition facts. By listening to this podcast, you will get real information about cancer, nutrition, and what we are doing to help you live a cancer-free future. We will provide you with information to help you prevent cancer, tips and tricks to better your health, and we will share some cancer and nutrition stories with you. The ICS Beyond Cancer podcast is not medical advice or treatment. Always double check anything you hear on this podcast with your regular medical provider. Hi everyone, this is Dr. Jager from Iowa Cancer Specialist. I have a series of podcasts that I'd like to present to you that will help you learn more about your immune system and ways to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Your immune system is your main defense against getting infected. I'd like to spend the next couple of podcasts discussing different aspects of the immune system that you can improve to prevent both the infection and help your body recover if you do get the infection. First, let's learn a little bit about this COVID-19 virus. Scientists call it a novel virus, meaning that no one has immunity to it. Novel, meaning new. That is what is so scary about this virus. Usually in a community, at least some of the people have seen a virus in the past and will have some immunity. When we have a novel virus, none of us have immunity to this infection. Other viruses that have caused problems in the past, we have been able to develop vaccines to help prevent widespread infection. Because this is a novel virus, we don't have a vaccine. It is estimated it will take 12 to 18 months for scientists to develop vaccines against COVID-19. It is also estimated that 40 to 70% of our population will get infected with COVID. I'm sure you have all heard about flattening the curve. That is so that those people that do get infected that need help will not be overwhelming our hospital system. The good news is that about 80% of us who get the infection will have mild to no symptoms. 20%, however, will require hospitalization. Of that 20%, 5% will need to be in the intensive care and will be severely ill. The mortality rates or death rates from the virus depends on a number of factors, one of which is age. This seems to be a very consistent factor that affects the outcome of the virus. The mortality rate of the virus in the young is much lower than in the elderly. The range of of mortality rates is anywhere from 0.6% up to 15% in the elderly patients, especially those that have chronic conditions. Anyone with a compromised immune system is at higher risk of both contracting the virus and having a poorer outcome. Unfortunately, many Americans are not metabolically very healthy, with 75% of us being overweight, 42% being obese. In addition, one in two Americans have prediabetes or type 2 diabetes, all of which have been determined to be factors that lead to a poorer outcome. 
Those with underlying conditions such as heart disease, diabetes, cancer have a 5 to 10 time greater risk of death from infection than when compared to healthy COVID patients. Obesity alone increases the death rate by three times. The data so far points out that those in the 20 to 54 year group who were required hospitalization, over 40% of them were either obese or overweight. So there are some things that we could focus on, particularly with our diet, that can help us build a stronger immune system. We have all heard about the physical distancing that we need to do to prevent the viral spread. The virus is spread by someone infected, coughing or sneezing, and aerosolizing the virus. The virus, unfortunately, can live on surfaces for up to three days. That is why both social distancing and hand washing are so important to prevent the spread. Many Americans are spending time at home and now is a good time to focus on self-care. Social distancing prevents the spread because this prevents us from inhaling the virus. Another way to prevent it is hand washing and not touching our face. Good hand hygiene means we wash our hands for 20 to 30 seconds with soap and water. Hand sanitizers are also effective but are not necessary. Plain soap and water will kill this virus. If you are out and about, which we, again we, we suggest you limit, do your best to wash your hands frequently and avoid touching your face. If you have access to a fabric mask, you can wear it when you're out and about. This can be especially helpful if you're one of those asymptomatic carriers of the virus. By you wearing a mask, you prevent the virus from being spread into the air. But if you have a mask on, don't allow it to give you false security about being around others. Good hand washing technique is still the most effective way to prevent viral spread. If you do wear a mask, be sure that if you touch the front of the mask while you're taking it off, do wash your hands before you touch your face. We need to protect those who are at risk. The CDC is recommending those over the age of 60 to avoid unnecessary contact with others. If you have an elderly parent or neighbor, find ways to support them with both food and supplies. If you have an autoimmune disease, have a cancer and are in active treatment, or on some type of immunosuppressive treatments or transplant patient, these people are at high risk no matter what their age. So, what are the other things we can do to help our immunity? Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
first a diet that is low in sugar and promotes healthy gut bacteria is one of the first steps we can do to improve our immunity. What does gut health have to do with our immune system? Well, let's learn a little bit more about how the gut microbiome interacts with a healthy immune system. First of all, our intestinal tract is one of the largest surface areas that interacts with the outside world, making it one of the best ways for foreign invaders like pathogenic bacteria or viruses to gain entry. Our intestines are not only lined by a series of cells that line up like soldiers, but they also have a coating of mucus. In that mucus is all kinds of microbes that live. We call these gut lining microbes our gut microbiome. Each of us has our own unique microbiome, which is made up of an estimated 38 trillion microorganisms. Each of the outside surfaces of our bodies actually have a microbiome that lives on them. We have an oral microbiome, a nasal microbiome, a lung microbiome, a urinary microbiome, and, e and even a skin microbiome. The type of microorganisms that make up the microbiome include bacteria, fungi, and yeast. Our bodies have adapted to having so many guests. We actually have developed what is called a symbiotic relationship with these microbes that live in our surfaces. Symbiosis comes from two Greek words which mean live and with. In a symbiotic relationship, at least one of the organism benefits from the other. Sometimes both organisms benefit. An example of symbiosis that you may be familiar with if you've watched the Disney movie Finding Nemo is the clownfish and the anemone. This is an example of both organisms benefiting. The anemone provides the clownfish with protection and shelter, while the clownfish provides the anemone with nutrients in the form of its waste, and it also scares off any potential predator fish from the anemone. These microbes that we carry around, we also have a symbiotic relationship with, at least those microbes that are good. They can affect many aspects of our life. It has been determined that the gut microbiome specifically can affect both the nervous system cardiovascular system, our metabolism, and even our immune system. To understand the role these microbes play in healthy immunity, we need to learn a little bit about our immune system. Our immune system's main role is to protect the body from foreign invaders, much like an army protects a country from hostile invaders. Microbes that can infect us and cause damage are called pathogens. Since not all microbes are pathogens, how does the body tell the difference? Our immune system has co-evolved with a diverse gut microbiome, which allows the body to attack, not attack, the good microbes. The good microbes of our intestines actually prevent infection from pathogens. When the immune system doesn't react to the microbes present, it is called tolerance. By tolerating them, the immune system knows that they are there, but they do not attack because they see them as beneficial. This allows the beneficial bacteria to live on the surfaces 
of our gut, respiratory tract, urinary tract, and our skin. The relationship between the outside bacteria and our gut lining starts at birth. As we grow and ingest a variety of microbes from the environment, the interaction between the microbe and our immune system establishes the symbiotic relationship. The immune system recognizes the good bacteria, and it's a give and take, both the microbe affecting the immune system and the immune system affecting the microbes allowed to live in the gut. If you have ever taken a probiotic, that is a capsule of millions of bacterial microbes. Under normal conditions, the immune system promotes the healthy microbes and eliminates the potential bad ones, the pathogens. Now for some basic immunity. Let's talk about how the immune system works. The analogy of a military defense is often a good way to understand how the immune system protects the body. The immune system has to determine who is friend and who is foe. The scientists have divided the immune response into two types of coordinated response. One is called the innate immunity, which is nonspecific, and the other is called the adaptive or specific immunity. The innate immune response is our first line of defense, and it is especially important for infections that enter our body that we have never seen before, like COVID-19. Preventing entry is always the first line of defense of any pathogen. Just like we have to protect our borders of our country, the same is true for the body protecting its borders. An intact skin, intact lining, and the mucus that coats those linings of the gut and respiratory tract, as well as the bacteria that live in the mucus, are a part of that first defense line. That is why hand washing, wearing a mask, work to prevent infection. The amount of virus that we're exposed to plays a role in the infection. You can imagine that if we had a border and a thousand different people attacked it, it would be much harder to defend the border than if we only had 100 who attacked it. The same is true with viruses. One of the things that hand washing and wearing a mask does is decrease the number of viruses you are exposed to. Also, the social distancing helps you not be as exposed to virus. The less viruses we're exposed to, the better that first line of defense, the border, will prevent entry of the virus into our bodies. Healthcare workers are at the greatest risk of becoming infected because they are exposed to large numbers of virus because they are caring for the critically ill that are producing a large number of viruses. The frontline intact mucosa or, and skin layers uh, are a clear way to protect the body. When we wash our skin, we wash away the microbes so that when we touch our mucosal membranes, like inside our mouth or even our eyes or our nose, the virus cannot gain entry. If the virus would gain entry into our mouth, lungs, or nose, or even our gut, there is that second line of defense of the mucus. The mucus 
acts as a chemical barrier to the entry of pathogens. Why is it that smokers have an increased risk of lung infections, any type of lung infection? Well, one of the reasons that smokers are more prone to lung infections is because the mucus of the lungs is mobilized by these little hairs called cilia that are attached to the lining cells of these respiratory tract. Smoking, unfortunately, paralyzes the cilia. That means that the mucus, which is going to trap viruses and bacteria, isn't as readily cleared. Cold air can also paralyze the cilia. Have you ever noticed when you're outside and it's really cold, your nose starts to run? Part of that reason is because the cilia have been impaired. To keep the mucus production up well, we also have to stay well hydrated. So drinking adequate amounts of water is the best way to keep our mucus flowing and have the best chance of trapping those virus particles in our mucus and not allowing it to gain entry. Keeping a healthy microbiome also helps us have the strongest immune system. The next time we meet with the next podcast, I will talk more about how the gut microbiome interacts with the immune system and specific immune cells that help defend us against these viral invaders. Dr. Jaker, wow, that was a great podcast. We thank you so much for your knowledge. I can't wait to learn more on how to boost immunity. Thanks again, Dr. Jaker, for conducting this podcast for everyone. We hope that you and your family stay safe and healthy. We hope you will join us for part two on how to boost your immunity. If you would like to learn more about ways to boost your immune system, call Iowa Cancer Specialist today to book an appointment with Dr. Jaeger at 563-345-HEAL. That's 563-345-4325. She is eager to get to know you and teach you ways to become healthy, stay healthy, and live an overall vibrant lifestyle. We at Iowa Cancer Specialists understand that you have questions about COVID-19 and what it means for you. People with cancer, inactive cancer treatment, and with other chronic medical conditions, as well as older individuals, are considered higher risk for the more severe form of COVID-19. To ensure your safety and to allow you to stay home, currently at this time, Iowa Cancer Specialist is scheduling telehealth visits if your insurance allows. If you'd like to learn more about our telehealth visits, or if you qualify for a telehealth visit per your insurance, please give us a call today to schedule your appointment. If you want to learn more about ICS, head over to our website at www.iacancer.com. That's www.iacancer.com. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Iowa Cancer Specialists to see all our free events we hold, such as our free lunch and learn sessions about nutrition, our weight management clinics, and many more. You can also read our blog at upyourscancer.com. We are going to have some more exciting episodes, so be sure to subscribe.